you, everybody. I have a very interesting, and I think I say this every time, but, you know, I just wouldn't share with you the knowledge and the insights or the, the struggles um, if I didn't know firsthand that they worked or that they there was significance in them. And I do a lot of wisdom building, knowledge building. Like, I am just totally enthralled with learning. I just want to learn. I just want to be a sponge. I just want to absorb the knowledge and the wisdom and just put an end to the misery <laughs> that I've been, number one, either uh, either put through or put myself through. Like, I'm just done. I don't want to live like that anymore. I am so, so done. So I, I spend a lot of time learning and I'll, I'll see something really interesting and I just want to share it. And I get so excited. I'm like, okay, let's check out this interesting topic. Um, why would I record a podcast on something that's not interesting? Okay. Uh, uh, sorry. I caught a squirrel down a rabbit hole or something like that. <laughs> I want to talk to you tonight about changing your lens. So we've all heard that saying, like, we all see things through our own lens or through our own, the lens of our own experiences. Um, maybe not everyone has heard that, but I've definitely heard that throughout the years. And I understand um, everyone has a different point of view. Great. Cool. We've, we, that, that's the, one of the most beautiful things about being human is that we all have a very unique perspective based off of our own experiences. However, I think some of us are wearing scratched lenses, warped lenses, or not even putting on the freaking glasses. <laughs> I'm funny sometimes. Sorry. Um, The situation that I was in was I was looking at my life through a very narrow lens. Um, oh, hell, I'm going to admit this. Wow. Okay. I'm going to do it because I'm being called to do it. I lived my life thinking of myself as being defined by my upbringing, by the conditions of my upbringing. Lived in a single wide trailer, had holes in the floors and the walls. Um, we didn't have much money. Most of my clothes came from, you know, hand-me-down stores, which I still, still love no matter. Like, there's just nothing like thrift store shopping. Um, we did not go out to eat a lot, a lot, if ever. Like, that just wasn't, it was a few and far between a reward, which I would love to get back to that, actually. Um, but I was this little semi-dark skinned girl grew up in a house with extreme domestic violence. Um, that was, the house was falling apart. 
there was drafts and holes and violence and a lot of negativity. Um, I rode the short bus, which please nobody take that personally. It's It's been a joke for us for years because we lived kind of out in the boonies and the only bus there was, there wasn't enough kids that lived out that way for them to send a big bus. So they sent one of the little buses, which was fine. Um, and we used to uh, walk five miles up on the snow to get to the bus stop. Not really. wasn't that bad, but you know, the old sayings. <laughs> so I looked at my life through that lens for so, so long. Um, my lens was as narrow as this. Oh, man, I just can't even believe that I'm being called to say this. I was a nobody raised a, a, a trailer trash nobody. Okay. Then nobody cared about. Nobody wanted. Um, I was a bit of a burden the way that I saw it. And I came from a broken home. I was sexually abused from about eight, eight years old. Um, I wore that. I wore all of these labels, all of these things, all of these negative things. I wore them and I wore them through my vision of myself. Um, that caused me to really make some decisions that just weren't in my best interest. They weren't the best representation of myself. They weren't even in the best interest of myself and they were my own decisions. <laughs> like that's pretty bad when you're making decisions that are not, you, you're making choices that are not in the best interest of yourself. Like how much can you not love yourself if that's what you're doing? That that's pretty bad. Um, seeing myself through that lens, seeing my life through that lens kept me in a very narrow environment and narrow minded place. I chose relationships that fit into that lens. I chose friendships that fit into that lens. I chose living styles that fit into that lens. I even chose jobs that fit into that lens because I did not think more of myself. I knew I, as I got older, I knew I wanted more, but I couldn't see past my lens. I could not see past my narrow vision. Um, I knew, like I said, I knew, I, I knew there was more. I knew I wanted more. I didn't know how to get that. And I didn't think that I deserved anything other because why would this girl who grew up in a single wide trailer, dilapidated single wide trailer, um, that 
watched her mom get beat very regularly and was being sexually abused. Like, why would she deserve anything? Why would she deserve anything good? Anything other than what she's already familiar with. So there's the cold hard truth about the lens I originally had about myself. No, I've been working on changing my vision and changing my lens so I can see things from a different perspective. And for years, I'm going to have to cough. I apologize, but <clears throat> I knew it was coming and I just couldn't stop it. I'm so sorry. But um, for years in, in therapy, I've been hearing like, you need to rewrite, rewrite your story. What the heck does that even mean? How do I rewrite my life story? Like I can't go back in time. I could go in and like sugarcoat and pretend I had the parents I yearned for, the relationships I yearned for. I could go in and pretend and rewrite it and write this novel that wasn't real. You know, be writing a fairy tale. So really, what did that mean? And it was not until I ended up in an emotionally and mentally abusive relationship more severe than any of the other relationships with the exception of my um, parent that was mentally, emotionally, and sometimes physically abusive. So with the exception of them, this was the worst one that I had allowed into my life, the worst treatment. And now I had a child of my own that I was uh, responsible for. And I remember just thinking, man, I have to do what my parents wouldn't. I have to do what my parents couldn't. I have to, I have to put his future at the forefront and be very, very real about the very, very real consequences to my decisions because I'm not just affecting me. I'm also affecting my child. Every relationship, my child, it's the big, nasty, ugly spider web. And I can either stop the pattern of my big, ugly, nasty spider web and start my own, or I can keep going with the life I've always had. That was not appealing to me. I did not want my spider web to keep going. Uh, the way that it was, and I did not want to affect my child that way. So I sought help. I was already in a woman's trauma group for dealing with my childhood stuff, and I was able to find a really, really amazing counselor who has pushed me um, in all the right ways towards, towards healing and towards growth. 
So I'm super thankful for that. But let me tell you what he did. Without me knowing, he just knew that what needed to happen was my story needed to be rewritten. You see how that connects back? My story and my lens at which I was looking at my story through needed to change. And it wasn't until I've been I've been in counseling with him as my therapist for holy crap, like almost six months maybe. And it wasn't until recently. Sorry. My chest hurts. Um, that I realized what he was doing. And I don't even know if I'm sure he realizes what he's doing because he's the professional, but he had me doing these exercises where I would write down something, an event that happened in my life, an, a negative event. And then he'd have me write out what I could see as the purpose. Normally, purpose is going to be a positive, right? What's the what's the purpose in this? Okay, well, I can I can try and take that point of view. I can try and look at it from from that angle. Sure. So I started doing that, and I started changing the angle at which I was looking at things, and I could take every single bad thing, negative thing thing that was meant to destroy me and I could turn it and I could find a purpose in it. And then he had me go in and basically say like, what would God say to you about why, why he allowed this struggle? Now, something that I really want you to remember, and I really want anyone who's a non-believer to just understand like God does not do these things to us. He allows Satan to come and test us. And it's, I know there's that misconception, but he will allow Satan to come in and test us so he can see how loyal we really are. And I actually listened to a sermon on this today, and it was in the book of Job. So if you're interested, uh, go on into the book of Job and read over that. But I do want to let you know, like, it's very important to remember, like, our God is not a bad God. He does not do these things or really anything to harm us. What comes with the bad never comes from God. It never comes from God. There is always a purpose behind the pain. I cannot tell you in words that would be worthy of describing the pain I felt in this last relationship. But the purpose, the change, the growth, the different perspective, the life change I have experienced because of that pain and the desire to heal from that pain has been the exact thing 
I needed to get my head out of my butt, stop living the life that I was born into, and start living the life I was meant to live. That, oh, that, I am so, so thankful for that pain. It was all worth it because it lit the fire underneath me that led me to the changes I need to make that has led me every into every step I've taken for the last six months has been because of that pain. I could have gone a different route. I had taken other routes before to heal from pain. Not a pain this intense, but definitely to heal from pain. It was using all of those physical um, ailments, physical aids to, to numb. I was always trying to numb the pain. If I could just do this, if I could just move on, if I could just find someone new, um, if I could just drink enough, if I could just smoke enough, if I could just eat enough, if I could just any of that enough, then I could numb the pain. Well, you know what? Damn it. I'm tired of numbing the pain. I want to feel, I want to feel good. I want to feel and I want to feel good. Not in a physical sense, in my heart, in my soul. You know what I found for the first time in my life through this pain? Peace. I have peace. Wow. (laughs) It's just incredible to know what the tweak of my lens did. The angle change of my lens did for my life where I saw pain I now see purpose before I was like oh man hit me with something else come on might as well comes in threes that was my favorite thing to say like well you know it comes in threes so you know there's something else coming no you know what yes bring it on Because it does not matter what I face. I have peace. Peace in knowing there is always a purpose for the pain. Man. I'm going to stop it there. Um, You guys have a beautiful night and remember that you are beautiful, wonderful, amazing, and perfect just the way you are and do not let anybody tell you any different.